Good morning. So glad to be here with all of you um, this morning. God is so faithful. He's so good. And you know, when God has something planned, the enemy tries to attack. So my body was attacked this week, but I, I know how to press through and I know how to fight. And so I pray that um, all of you that are coming, that you would press your way. Um, because I, I, I believe that God has a mighty, mighty word um, for us. I've been um, praying for this conference for over a couple of months. And so I know how, how bad the enemy does not want the message to come, come through. So um, as I was praying and as I was coming here um, this morning, um, something the Lord was talking to me about, about us as women staying focused in 2020 and not, not allowing different distractions to come in our lives. Because, you know, as women, we can have a lot of distractions that can happen in our lives. And um, because as women, um, we're called to do many things, but distractions happen. So I want to talk a little bit this morning about distractions. I want to talk about how we need to stay focused and how we need to stay connected. Um, because I think it's very important that we don't lose our focus in 2020. Um, that we write our vision down and make it plain so that we know and we're always declaring that it's always in front of us so that we do not lose our focus in 2020. So I want you to say with me, say, I will not lose my focus in 2020. All right. So I'm going to read a scripture and this scripture might not seem like it's going to line up with anything, but it really is. All right. So John 2, 1 through 11, it says he allows distractions that he does not tolerate at the end. He goes to the marriage at Cana and he goes there to attend a, fu a function and his mother comes up to him and says, Lord, we're running out of wine. And he says, woman, what am I to do with thee? My hour has not yet come. I'm not supposed to be doing this. This is not on my schedule. This is not on my itinerary, but bring the water. I'll do it. I'll just do it. And so the marriage at Cana thought, I think it was biblical significance. And we'll talk about that maybe another time when I come. But I want to say this is that was really it was a distraction because this hour had not yet come. This this text really starts out by saying that Jesus. Hold on. My computer is going a little faster than I wanted to go. It's saying that Jesus, that the hour has come. So I want to ask you, ask you this question. Do you know when it's your hour? Do you know when it's your hour? The point in stage where things become valuable to you and become important to you enough that you can't afford distractions. He says, my hour has come. In fact, I want to say it just like this. It came to pass when the time was come that he shall be received and be steadfastly set to his face. The time made him set his face to go to Jerusalem. Don't look over there. The time made him set his face to go to Jerusalem because of what it was he had to focus. There are some things in our life that we have to learn how to receive. And we have to remain focused and not allow any type of distractions to distract us. And a lot of times, as women, we can get very distracted. Um, this year, I will celebrate uh, 25 years being married. And um, I have two teenagers, and, and as you all know, if you have teenagers, your life can be very distracted because their lives are very busy. My son will be a senior this year, and my daughter's a junior. So he has all these goals and visions, and what I try to do with, with my children, I let them dream big, and I never want to knock their dreams down. Although, in my spirit, God's already shown me where they're going to school and everything, but they have big visions. 
My son does not like the weather here, so his dream and vision is to go somewhere where it's always warm. So he says, you know, I, I, I applied for this college, and every college he applied for is, is a place where it's warm weather, and it's far, far, far away. Well, me as a mom, I don't see him going far away the first year. I think he needs to stay here the first year to make sure that college is really for him, because a lot of times college is not for everybody. And before we invest in uh, his future like that, I want him to make sure. So he has all these dreams and visions and everything. So that's one thing in my life that can get distracting. Another thing that can get distraction is my health. So I've had a lot of health challenges. And um, over the years, um, just distraction after distraction. So we have the health challenge. We have financial challenges. We have job challenges. But my key thing to you is how do we not lose focus in 2020 when we have all these different distractions that come toward us. So what I've done is I find a scripture that I can stand on. So when somebody says, hey, how you doing? You know, we can, as women, you know, we know how to press. Women, you know, we know how to press, right? We know how to press through anything. Um, and so I, I share and say, hey, you know what? Um, there are some challenges, but this is what I'm standing on. I want you to agree with me. So that way you have everybody speaking the same thing over your life. So I want to encourage you today that if you're going through a challenge and you're having problems not staying focused in 2020 and there's distractions coming in your life, grab a hold of the word of God because his promises still stand. His word never, ever changes. It always stays the same. And, and we serve a God that is a God answering God. He answers in his timing, not ours. And sometimes we like to rush God, and sometimes we like to help God. And um, anybody ever helped God, or is it just me that helped him? I'm like, God, you're taking too long. I need an answer today. And he's like, you need to wait. And I told you guys, anybody that's heard me speak, I share with you the story about my grandparents selling me their home, and, and I always had dreamed that I would be in their home because I would go there every weekend. I would just walk through the house and declare that this house was mine. It wasn't mine at the time, but... That's, that was my declaration, that this house would be mine. And so sometimes in, in your life when you're um, focusing on 2020, make it plain what it is that you want God to do in your life. Make it plain your goals and your vision and stick to it. We need a stick to it mentality this year. Um, I know plenty of times we can start something and say, oh, it's not going the way I want it to go. I'm not doing that anymore. And um, I have a friend, and I think she has joined every, anything that sells, she's done it. You can say, oh, you're not doing that anymore. What are you doing now? So she'll say she's doing that. I'm just like, I need you to stick to something this year in 2020. So let's have a stick to it tenacity in 2020. Let's stick to something, and let's make it go. And let's step out in 2020. A lot of us have stayed in our comfort zones, and I believe that God is going to take us out of that. I believe that we're going to begin to walk in in areas that um, we have never even thought about doing. Some of you are book writers in here. Um, I know that. I sense that. Um, but it's just been like a pressing, like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a lot of distractions that come in your mind and tell you, oh, I don't know if you're qualified to do that. You're very qualified. Just step out and do it. Songwriters are in here. There are um, workbook writers in here. Some of you need to be writing workbooks that would be tools that even your own church can use um, they can use your own material. But I just want to encourage you to step out. And if you're a domestic engineer, you know what that is? 
you're a domestic engineer, you are one of the top, you're, you're good. Being a domestic engineer is great work. That's a great work. So whatever you're doing and whatever you, you are called to do, don't lose your focus in 2020. Keep striving. Amen? The Bible says that Jesus has set his face to go to Jerusalem. There is no confusion about it. He's no more said, I'm going to go hang out at the well and wait on this woman to come down so we can talk to her. No more, no more of that. No more of him disappearing in the crowd and having to catch up with them by walking on the water to meet them on the boat. No more of that. No more disappearing. No more going behind the rocks to pray. He has set his face to go to Jerusalem. Until you set your face to go to your purpose of destiny. Going to church on a Sunday morning will be hard. It's inconvenient. You don't feel like it. I'm tired. I got it. Until you set your face, if somebody takes your parking space, you're going to be upset. Until you set your face to go to Jerusalem, you will leave the church because your ex-boyfriend came here and it just made you uncomfortable. And you don't want to be around him. He's just standing over there with somebody else and you can't take it anymore. Until you set your face to Jerusalem, you will have those type of distractions happen in your life. But when you set your face to go to Jerusalem, he sent a team ahead of him to go scout out in the area as he's moving toward Jerusalem. And they went down to Samaria. And when they got down to Samaria, the Samaritans would not make room for Jesus. And it's a mess because Jesus had spent so much time there as well. He made an investment in Samaria, caused them to be converted to Samaria, supposed to be a growing thriving group of believers in Samaria. But at that moment, he needed Samaria. They had no room. Isn't it funny how people have room when they need you? Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> when they need you, it's very funny how people do that. So we have to be very careful and keep our focus in front of us. So the word says, send, send him somewhere else. And James and John, of all people, I was shocked at James and John because this really sounds more like something Peter would do. Because they said, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and burn them up like Elijah did? Let's kill all of them. Wait a minute. They, they just didn't let us spend the night. We don't have to kill everybody just because they didn't get you the response. Why is it that people want to kill you just because you don't respond the way that you need to be responding? Isn't that funny that if you don't respond a certain way, you know, it's not that people want to kill you, but they want to disconnect from you because they feel like you didn't respond a certain way. And now you see, now you see all that you hear, what I'm saying to you. It doesn't seem like to me that this is a required kind of reaction. You can stay with me. In this, in the difference from dropping a bomb and killing my kids, let's call fire down from heaven and kill everybody. And that's where my heart gets very heavy. I wasn't so heavy because the Samaritans didn't receive from him, but my heart was heavy that the men who were with him, James and John, who were close to him, they were in the right place, but they had the wrong spirit. Samaria had no room. They had no room for Jesus. So don't you understand that Jesus is used to people not having no room? He's used to that. He was born in a manger. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He started his life in a barn because they had no room. Isn't it funny how life comes around full circle and everything old is new again? Yeah. 
You know, it's funny because um, my kids get dressed and they're wearing um, like flannel shirts now and I kind of laugh. I'm like, well, we used to wear that too. They're like, really? You guys used to wear these like I'm so old, you know? <laughs> and um, I said, if I had enough room to keep a closet full of everything, I would have all the styles, you know, because everything just, it circles back. Yeah. Everything circles back in life. And if you live long enough, you'll notice that Satan cannot create, he only can imitate. Satan cannot imitate, he only can create. So he's not going to bring the same stuff back over and over again. And Jesus is saying, hey, this didn't stop my mom. It's not going to stop me. I'm not going to be bothered by just because you don't have room. Whenever somebody shuts a door, it's always a sign that God's about to open a door. I want to say that again for somebody here. Whenever somebody shuts a door, it's always a sign that God's about to open a door. The Lord told me to tell you this. There is another village. I don't know who this is for, but there's another village. Just because they don't open up for you in Samaria, there's another village that God has a place that is prepared for you. And if they said no, they're not it. There's another village. So you got to find out where that village is. Notice they didn't give the name of the village. They didn't give the name of the other village. So you got to seek it because what's a village for me might not be a village for you. So I can't tell you exactly where it is, but there is another village somewhere beyond Samaria, beyond your anger, beyond you, there is another village. And if you call fire down from heaven on Samaria, it's a sign you don't believe that there is another village. So your anger is a manifestation. You don't believe there's another village. Your anger is a manifestation of unbelief. And so it means that you don't believe anything is better is coming. And so we don't want to have that spirit. And the reason you're upset about your old old ways and your old things that you believe that no one is coming for you. But there is another village that God has for you. And so I want to encourage you that if you would press your way while you're in the valley, while you're in the storm, you will see on the other side that there is something that God is going to do. Anytime people want to call down fire, they have lost hope. But as long as you got hope, you don't have time to spend your energy on calling down fire because your life is not over yet. Someone say that my life, my life. is not over, yet. not over yet. Do you believe that? Yes. Amen. Do you believe that there's a calling of God on your life to still continue? It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter uh, what type of credentials that you have. I know people that are out there doing the things of God that have no, have no credentials behind them, but they're doing what it is that God has called you, them to do. What has God called you to do in 2020 that you have not set forth yet? What is it that he's called you to do? Thank you. So since Samaria didn't distract him and calling fire down from heaven, so here, here's what I'm hearing the Lord say. I want to follow you whatsoever thou goest. I'm with you. I'm down for you. I'm going all the way with you. And Jesus turns and looks at him and he says this. Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Now, here's the point. This is why Jesus says no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit. Fit is in good shape for the kingdom of God. When you put your hand to the plow, the reason you got to keep forward, you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep going forward. You got to keep running forward is because you have nothing behind you but trauma. So, 
You have to keep moving forward no matter what you see, no matter what you feel, no matter what people are saying. You have to keep moving forward. Because when you know that you know that you know that God has called you to do some great things, you have to keep moving forward. And you can't allow distractions. And distractions can be a lot of different things. Distractions can, can be right within your own home. Distractions can be on your job. You can't allow, when you know that you know that God has called you to do supernatural things, you have to keep pressing and moving forward. Amen? I want to share something very personal. I love being transparent because I think it's good. I think it helps people to let people know that even though people get up and speak, that they're normal people. I'm just a normal person that God is using. Amen? So um, we're talking about not losing your focus in 2020. We're talking about distractions that are happening. So I just want to share with you how heavy distractions can be and how you have to stay, you have to stay buried in, in the word of God, no matter what. You just have to stay buried in it. And no matter what comes at you, you just got to stay in that word and know that that word is working. Sometimes we can't see the word working, but believe me, it's working behind the scenes. So, um, <clears throat> 2000 and, um, 2000 and, let's see, we're in 2020, 2015, I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and um, I went through chemotherapy, and went through all of those, those different things, and um, through all of that, um, I just began to declare the word of God, because I knew, that's all I had, I knew that um, his word was true, and I knew that speaking the power of the words would change everything, so I got through that. Then a couple of years later, it came back again. And I thought, wow, really? Devil, you're going to try this again? You're getting at the wrong person. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on this word because I know it works. And so I got my binder out. I made a binder of every healing scripture that I could find. I put my name in there. And I just began to declare the word of God. <clears throat> when I did that, and I was in taking chemotherapy, other people were trying to figure out, what, what is in that binder? What is she doing? <laughs> and I think I shared this before. And um, I ended up making, let me drink some water, excuse me. I ended up making um, binders for a couple people in the hospital because they were so interested in what I was doing. So we all were declaring together while we were getting this, this chemotherapy that they think was working, but really it was the word of God that was working. And so we would pray together, and they just looked forward to us coming in there together. And I was like, we're going to declare that this is going to be the end of this. We need to end this. And um, so that ended, and then it came back again. So I've been affected with like three times. And then so this last time I just said, you know what? Okay, we got to hit this thing a different way. And so I had to do, when you're declaring the word of God, you have to take it up to a whole nother level. So I had to take my declarations to a whole nother level. I had to take my prayer life to a whole nother level. Because when the enemy tries to come at you harder, it's not time for you to sit, sit back and just relax and just say, oh, you know, I'll get through it. Nope, nope. You got you to gotta press and you got to fight harder. And one of the key things is I, wanted, is I wanted my kids to see that no matter what came at me, that I was, their mom was a fighter. No matter what. And so my kids see me as a fighter. My husband calls me Wonder Woman. And I kept asking him, why would you call me Wonder Woman? Because I said, Wonder Woman wants to be fired today. <laughs> and he says, no, I'm not speaking that you're Wonder Woman because you keep the household in order and all that. He said, but I've watched you 
walk this faith walk and how God has healed you and delivered you. So to me, you're my Wonder Woman. I said, okay, great. Now you explain it. I'll accept the Wonder Woman title. <laughs> and um, so I'm good with that. But um, I think it's important that all of you ladies know how powerful the Word of God is and how um, His promises are really true and His Word really works when you speak it. And you have to speak it out. You can't be silent. When you're going through, you have to speak the word of God out. And that's one thing I learned uh, when I was fighting is that I had to speak out loud over my body and over um, my life and just everything. Because there's so much power um, when we speak God's word out loud. Amen? I'm going to ask you all just close your eyes a minute. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Can you grab hands with the person next to you? Little Johnny, every night, he laid in the bed, and in the middle of the night, he would fall out on the floor, and he would start crying, and Mama would have to get up and put him back in the bed. Next night, it would happen again, and by the third night, little Johnny said, Mama, I'm so frustrated. I don't understand why this keeps happening to me. Why do I keep falling out of the bed? And the mama said, Johnny, the reason you keep falling out of the bed is because you never got all the way in. Squeeze that hand right where you are. Maybe the reason that you keep falling out is because you never got all the way in. And if you get all the way in, God will perform miracles in your life. If you get all the way in, God will complete his assignment in your life. If you get all the way in and stop visiting Jesus and flirting with Jesus, and winking at Jesus, and playing games with Jesus. For where you are in your life right now, there is no room for distractions. So, Father, I pray for each and every woman that is here this morning, God. And I thank you, God, for each and every person that is here. God, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in their lives, God. I come against every distraction that has hindered them, that has pushed them to move backwards. But now I declare that they're moving forward in Jesus' name. And there's no more distractions being held in their life. For they are called of you and appointed by you and anointed by you. So, God, I thank you that everything that you've called them to, God, that they shall walk in it. And they shall speak life over every situation in their life. So we speak and we declare life over their family, over their lives, over their jobs, over their businesses. And we cancel every assignment of the enemy over their life now in Jesus' name. And I declare right now in the name of Jesus that they shall have what they say. They shall have what they speak and they shall have what they believe. So I thank you for it now in Jesus name. I thank you for each and every woman here um, that has grieved a loss. And I plead the blood of Jesus over them that the peace of God like never before. I speak the peace of God over them now in their spirit and in their minds, God. And that as they are, are walking through this grief, God, that you would show them ways, of God, that they can minister out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come against those that have been hindered and know that they have been called to do such great things, but they have been hindered by so many different distractions, even their own selves. So I say, self, get out the way. Self, get out the way. Every word that, that you have spoken over your life that has hindered you from walking forward, we just cancel it now in Jesus' name. 
And we say that you are moving forward from this day forward in Jesus' name. So, God, I thank you, I bless you, and I honor you. For today is a great day that we, as women of God, do not lose focus in 2020. There'll be no distraction that will withhold us in 2020. We shall go forward. We shall walk in what you have called us to do in 2020, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can give God a hand clap. That's fine. So I am, um, I really flow in the prophetic very strongly. And so I just want to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. I still have some time, I think. Um, so I know we all have been in a time in our life where we've been distracted by things. But I really feel a burden to pray for uh, people that um, you know that you know that you know that you know that you've been called to do something great. And you, your own self, have held your own self back um, with your words, um, with just you thinking too much. Sometimes we just think too much and say, oh, you know what? Somebody else is doing that. I'll be fine, you know. And then when they do, you're like, oh, that's what I was going to do. Oh, that is so awesome. I should have did it. So maybe that's you that your own words have held you back um, from walking into what it is that God has called you to do. I want to pray for you today. So if that's you, you can stand up right where you are. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And the prayer warriors that are around, um, if you would just lay hands on them right where you are. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we bless you today. We honor you, God, and we know, God, that you're an awesome, awesome God. So I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every woman that had the courage to stand up and say, it is me that has held me back from walking in purpose and destiny today. And from this day forward, I cancel every word that I have spoken over my life. I cancel those words now. I cancel the word defeat. I cancel the words that someone else has been called to do that. It's not me. I'm not educated enough. I'm not, I don't know enough. I don't know if I'm really capable of doing that. I don't know if I'm really, I don't know if I'm smart enough. I cancel those words now. And I say the God on the inside of you to rise up like never before. Rise up, all women of God, and walk into destiny and purpose as you have been created to do. For what you have been called to do, many are waiting on your gift and for you to release it in Jesus' name. So do not hold back any longer. Begin to walk in it. Begin to write it. Begin to sing it. Begin to plow through it. For many will be healed through your words and your songs. Many will be delivered for what it is he is called to do. So you must not wait any longer. So there's going to be a pressing that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, a pressing for you begin to walk in that. And every time the distraction tries to come, say, no, no, I am called to fulfill this vision in 2020. I am called 
And I plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, your spirit, and your soul, that you shall walk forth in Jesus' name. 2020 is the year for the change around in your life. There's a shifting that is beginning to happen right now. There's a shifting that is beginning to happen in your minds right now in the name of Jesus. For he is shifting you for greater, greater knowledge, greater understanding, greater clarity in Jesus' name. You shall have what you say. You shall have what you believe. You have the power, like you would never believe, to fight the enemy. For what he has equipped you with is mighty, is mighty. So walk in it, my daughter. Speak it out, my daughter. Sing it, my daughter. Dance, my daughter. Dance your way into destiny, into purpose. Dance your way into vision and goals. For no more distractions will withhold you anymore. For you are free from this day forward to walk, to boldly walk, to boldly speak, to boldly declare what it is that God has called you to do. So God, we praise you. We magnify you. We lift you up for you are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are Alpha and Omega. You are the first and the last. You are the beginning and the end. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. So God, with our mouths, God, we just give you a praise right now. We give you a praise right now. Come on and give him a praise right now where you are. God, we give you a praise. We give you a praise right now. There's none like you, Jesus. And God, we bless you on this morning. And we thank you, God, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. And may lives be changed from this day forward. We honor you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and hug someone next to you. God bless you. Praise God. How many, of the, how many of you are coming um, this weekend to the conference that are here tonight? Oh, awesome. We are going to have so much fun. I'm looking so forward to it. I know it's going to be good because that's why the enemy's been fighting me so hard. <laughs> so the power of your words can change everything. I'm a, I want to give a short testimony about the power of your words because um, we're going to be talking about declaring, decreeing um, this whole weekend. But when I stepped out to start working again, I was at home with um, my kids who are now teens. And so my goal really was to be home with my kids until, I, until they got older. Then I thought, my, I thought, my, they're going to be leaving. I need to do something. This is going to be kind of boring. I'm not a stay-at-home, like stay-in-the-house type of thing because I thought, how much more cleaning can I do? How much organizing can I do with cabinets and do all this stuff? But I love doing that because it's so much fun to me. But I thought, I want to do something part-time. So I began to seek God and found something part-time, and I wanted something where I could give back into the community. So God opened up a door for me at um, Family Network of Wyoming, and so I was working there two days a week. Once I started there, the young lady that trained me, she quit, and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to work full-time. <laughs> but it was funny because 
I, that's not what I told God. I said, God, I just want to work. I want to work every day. I don't want to be in the house. So you know he'll give you what you ask for. <laughs> so I thought, well, you did ask him for it, so he is blessing you. So take it as a blessing that she stepped out of the way. I thought, oh, well, okay. So I started working for Family Network of Wyoming. Um, the young lady left. <clears throat> While I was working there, the uh, director got really sick. And they said, Rasheen, you're doing such a great job um, managing the front. Do you think you can handle doing his job for a couple of weeks? And I thought, oh, my God. I didn't ask God for all of this. I said, I just want to work. <laughs> but what I did tell God is, I have management experience. You know, you, you know how you do you, in your prayers. You start naming all the things you're qualified to do. And God says, oh, you are. So let me just open up this door. <laughs> so I ended up doing his job for about six weeks. So the board came to me and they said, hey, we have an idea. And I thought, oh, boy, this is, this is making me nervous. They said, we have an idea. We want to split the jobs up. Due to his health, is not really doing well. He's gifted in funding. And you're really gifted with, to work with people. Um, and so we really want you to work with all the volunteers and just love on them or whatever. And I said, can I try it out for 90 days just to see if this is something I really want to do? See, I started thinking smart. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Because I thought, maybe I don't want to keep doing this. Maybe I just want to be at home. So anyways, I took, I took it on and I did it. Lord behold, the next couple of months, he decided to retire. Him and his admin, they retired. So for two weeks, I've been running the whole place by myself. <laughs> it is so funny because every job I've ever had in my life was because of what I declared. Um, God opened up the door. So favor follows me everywhere I go. So that's why I was declared over everybody, that favor will follow you everywhere you go. So be very careful what you speak and declare because it really does happen. <laughs> It really does. And so um, God opened that door for me. So now I am the executive director of, of um, Family Network of Wyoming. And we, it's, a part, it's a pantry. It's also durable medical. Um, we offer durable medical equipment for those that are not able to get, you know, the supplies they, that they need when they go through surgery. And then we run a pantry on Monday and Wednesday. I love the job because I meet so many different peoples with different walks of life. Some is temporary. Really, they're all temporary. They just need to believe that it's a temporary situation. And so I get the opportunity to speak life to them every time they come to my desk. So God set that up for me. So just know that the power of your words change everything. So if you're looking for something, declare what it is that you really want. Declare it because it can happen. It really can.